Welcome, friend, to Godly Voice Notes, a podcast which explores how we can live holy lives as ordinary people called to live extraordinarily in Christ Jesus. May this be a sacred space of informal and rich conversation in which we fearlessly address gritty issues with sincerity, fun and practical application. I hope that together we grow, question and pray on this journey deeper into our God-given faith and that through it we are equipped to become more God-fearing, spirit-hungry and biblically grounded. Thank you for tuning in. This is part one of a three-part series on the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. This is the first episode in which I will be reflecting solo on the Chronicles, which I have recently reread and absolutely loved. And then in part two and three, I will be joined by a guest of the pseudonym Grace, and we're going to be getting into conversation about Narnia and all of the things we love about it, or all the ways that it teaches us more about the Bible and inspires us to go deeper into our faith with Jesus as children of God. In this first part, it will just be general reflections, talking a bit about C.S. Lewis and my experience of the Chronicles of Narnia and some of the things I'm looking forward to about the interview. Part two will be uh, the first half of an interview with Grace and we will be talking about um, our general experiences of Narnia and then we will be looking at the character of Aslan who represents Jesus Christ. And then in the third part, the second half of the interview with Grace, we will be talking on the topics of how good and evil are represented in the books of Narnia. And we'll also be looking at the importance of journey in stories and finally asking each other some questions just for some self-indulgence in terms of both being avid Narnia fans. This is the first podcast, which is a book review. Well, a whole series of books in this case. And it may be, if this is successful, that I look to review other literature, other novels, perhaps TV shows, films, songs, artists. The nice thing about this podcast is it is still in development and it's still growing. And I'm excited to hear what my listeners think of this podcast and hopefully we can take it forward depending on what you like. I am absolutely delighted to be inviting a great friend of mine onto the podcast. Now, she describes Narnia as being what she would choose as her mastermind topic. She is not a scholar of C.S. Lewis's stories or the Chronicles of Narnia, but she is so passionate about these books and it's a passion that I share. I've never seen anyone's eyes light up quite so much when talking about the Chronicles of Narnia, which if you are listening and have never read these books, please stop listening now, go away, get yourself a copy, 
find an audiobook version and feast because they are such a fantastic series of books and I would say one real shame is that many people read The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and stop there and The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe is a bit like the first chapter in an absolute page turner so why stop there? I actually think many of the other books I have learned much more from than The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe although The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe is an incredible story. C.S. Lewis has written a multitude of books which are really helpful for a lot of Christians particularly but not exclusively those living in the West. People who are perhaps struggling with a lot of barriers related to religious language and perhaps don't have much openness when they hear the words God and Jesus if barriers go up. A lot of C.S. Lewis's books sidestep a lot of the religious furniture that we often get hung up about and just let people delve into a lot of the truths of the gospel without always knowing it I think. One thing I'm excited about to get into conversation with this dear friend on this topic is she doesn't love the Chronicles of Narnia for what they are purely but she loves them because she believes that they point us to the Bible they point us to Jesus they point us to God and they help us to understand um, our story and uh, particularly our salvation and I think that sometimes discussions around adjuncts to the Bible can be dangerous and if she feels the same as you can slip into heresies quite easily and I can't guarantee that that won't happen we are going to really guard ourselves against that and we should all be guarding ourselves against that because ultimately any picture that we paint of God and of what he's done for us and for the truths of the Bible we have to always remember is just a picture that ultimately represents something so much more so I would say one of the reasons I love this friend's passion for Narnia is because it gets her really excited about Jesus. She seems to have such a deep love for the character of Aslan and that I know is because for her it points her towards the true Aslan, Jesus Christ. And yeah, we've been discussing a bit already about what we might talk about and gosh, there's such a multitude of directions we can go in and I really hope that we do the Chronicles of Narnia some justice, but I suspect this will just be a flavour to get you excited. There's lots written out there on the biblical message embedded in Narnia. So this is more a taste than a comprehensive overview. And I've just been reflecting before I meet with her, I really wanted to reflect myself about what do I love about Narnia? Why is it such a precious story to me? And for me, one of the main things I love is that it is written for children. It is a series of books that I discovered as a child and absolutely loved before I understood the incredible depth and richness of this world that C.S. Lewis created in order to explain the God that he knew so well to the general public. And I actually read these series of books um, as a child and I remember them being on my mind in the time which I became a Christian which was around the age of 11 and 
in that time, um, I think unknowingly, these stories played a small role. And there's something about a childlike nature of being open to things that as we grow older and more cynical and more frustrated and jaded with the world, we lose a lot of our curiosity and our innocence and our openness and I think because of that we lose a lot of delight in the world and one thing I love about Narnia is when I open the books I can go back into my childlike openness my childlike imagination and and just delight and just enjoy enjoy a fantasy enjoy a story enjoying letting my imagination go wild and that's one of the incredible things about C.S. Lewis as a writer he was a great theologian he was an extremely intelligent man he was taken very seriously in the world of academia and yet he reveled in writing a children's story which was based on such pillars of truth that as an adult you can come to these stories and and just find so much in them and that was a real part of his ethos he's quoted to have said a children's story that can only be enjoyed by children is not a good children's story in the slightest and I think there's some truth about that in terms of the Bible. A lot of people, particularly non-Christians, seem to think the Bible is for children. Stories like Noah's Ark, Jonah and the Whale, Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat. They are stories that have been told in, in the world exclusively to children. And many adults don't seem to think that there's anything for them to learn about from those stories. And... I think it takes real humility to look into something that at the surface level may appear to be for children and find the depths of richness that is within that. Now, I don't think the Bible is at all a children's story. In fact, if you read the story of Noah, it's quite a gruesome story, um, but our culture has rewritten it for children. And actually, I would agree with Lewis's statement for a number of reasons, one of which being it's really important what we teach children because whatever we teach them will become the foundations of their lives. So if we are teaching them untruths, if we are teaching them simple concepts, then what does their future hold? But actually, if you teach children something that is true and something that has a complexity that they can grow into understanding, then their lives will be the much richer for it. I find that for me, Narnia is very much like the metaphor of the wardrobe in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, that it is a door into another world. I find it really useful to go into the world of Narnia because it talks about a lot of biblical concepts in a way that I haven't thought about before. It allows me to see them from another perspective because I'm not laboured down by my knowledge of the story already or my knowledge of the world as it works already or my cultural lens I can come to it as a children's story in a fantasy world and very much take it for what it is and allow the concepts to stir my heart so perhaps it's useful to think of the chronicles of Narnia as being like the wardrobe in that it lets you into, in the story, Narnia, but for us, the great riches and truths of God's story and his promises. We're not trying to live in a wardrobe and therefore live in the Narnia stories. We're trying to go into the truths of Christianity, what 
God has written for us and what Jesus did. Another thing I love about the Chronicles of Narnia is it uses a lot of metaphors to explain things to us. And I'm someone who finds metaphors and analogies so useful for understanding faith. And I think that's true of a lot of people and probably explains partly why Jesus spoke in parables so much and why parables are recorded for us and why sermons are often based around parables. Because sometimes it's easier to notice things in a story which is external to you than to notice something in yourself. For example, when King David had killed Uriah the Hittite to take his wife Bathsheba, Nathan used a very creative way to reveal David's sin to him. Rather than calling him out directly, he told him a story about a man who had taken someone else's goat, despite having a lot of goats of his own, and it revealed something to David. David was angry at that man and saw his sin and saw that he was deserving of death. But David might not have recognised that in himself if his own story was just told to him. David might not have recognised that about himself if Nathan had just directly challenged him. So I think stories, perhaps seemingly unrelated to us, like the Chronicles of Narnia, and it has been done in other ways, can help us to understand concepts and recognise issues which are actually very applicable to our own lives. One thing that I've really come to love about the Chronicles of Narnia and other C.S. Lewis books is the power of narrative. And this is something that I love in the Bible. And again, it's something I've discovered in adulthood. And it was actually something that was revealed to me through a lecture series I went to on C.S. Lewis by a scholar in Oxford called Alistair McGrath. And he has a real interest and a passion about the narrative in Lewis's stories and in the Bible. And I guess I had come to believe a lie which I think is spread through a lot of Western society, which is that narratives or stories are for children. But that is so untrue. Actually, we as adults can learn so much from a story and stories are so important in our culture. If you think about someone who's really entertaining or amusing, usually they're a good storyteller. And I've travelled quite extensively in sub-Saharan Africa. And one of the things I love about many African cultures is that they take storytelling extremely seriously. And I think that's probably also true of Jewish culture. Storytelling was how the truths of the Bible were passed down by oral tradition. The Chronicles of Narnia are an incredible story, but they point to a much bigger and more important story, which is the story of God and his world, God and his creatures, us, and what he did for us through Jesus. So there's a little flavour of some of my reflections on Narnia, and I know we'll get much more stuck in when we get into conversation about this. Don't worry if you haven't read the books of Narnia. Don't worry if you have read some of them or don't worry if you read them all a long time ago. I still hope that you can get something from this. And I have to say that reflecting on all of this has made me want to go back and read the whole series again. Tune in to the next episode to get the full story. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. This was part one of a three-part series on the Chronicles of Narnia. So if you enjoyed it, please do tune in for the interview, which make up part two and part three. And I just want to leave you with a verse 
that will help us to think about God's desire for us to be more childlike as we come before him. So this is taken from the book of Luke chapter 18 and it's when people were bringing children before God and the disciples were angry. But Jesus called them to him saying, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love children. We thank you that you love for us to be like children. Would you teach us what that means? To be innocent as doves, whilst also being shrewd as vipers. Would you teach us to come before you humbly? Thank you, Father, that we can read children's stories and learn about the depths of your love, learn more about who Jesus Christ is and who you've created us to be. Help us not to be so proud that we only learn from intellectual books. Father God, we thank you that you have ways of speaking to us through fantasy worlds, that you have ways of speaking to us through simple pictures. And I pray, Lord, that anything in this podcast that is good would remain with us and that it would be like a seed planted that grows into something bigger and stronger, something that we take forward into the world to make it a better place, to make it more like the kingdom that you are building here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to get together with this friend of mine who loves you so much and also loves the books of Narnia. I really pray that you would speak through her and speak through my conversation with her and that you would draw the right people into listening to this podcast. Thank you for each and every person who is listening. Thank you for the time that they've committed to journeying deeper in their faith and we pray that this podcast would point them closer to you. In your holy name Jesus. Amen. so much for taking the time to join me for this podcast today. I pray you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, please subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week for a brand new episode. Also, if you know anyone else who you think would find it useful, then please share this with friends, families and your church groups. Feel free to contact us with any topic ideas or if you feel inspired to come on as a guest. Most importantly, go out this week and shine like stars for the Lord. Thank you.